This episode is brought to you by Anchor, Spotify's easy-to-use podcast platform. Welcome back to Tay Learning. I'm Olivia. I'm Danny, and we are your co-hosts. So today we thought it would be fun if we talked about album openers. So we're going to go through each album opener and kind of talk about what, how we feel about it, how we feel about it as the opener to the album. And then we're going to, at the end, compare and contrast, rank our favorite openers. I'm really excited about this episode. I feel like we have done a few heavy topics back to back. And the fact that we get to jump into something that is a lot more lighthearted makes me feel good. Exactly. And you kind of get to get a vibe of how we feel about Taylor's songs too. So it kind of gives you some reference there. Yeah, agreed. Um, And you put together this really great outline for this episode that I'm really excited (laughs) to do because if I'm being honest, we could tangent about these openers forever, but we don't have probably do an entire episode over just one because we could talk forever. (laughs) Now we're going to go through each opener and we're going to start off with rating that song on its own from one to 10 as a song. So let's start, Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, I I have a lot of nostalgia for Tim McGraw because like a lot of people, that was the first Taylor Swift song that I heard and it's beautiful and I cannot wait for Taylor's version. (laughs) Same. That being said, I gotta give Tim McGraw an eight. Interesting. I feel like, I mean, I feel like mine isn't that far off. I'm leaning like six and a half, seven. Like to me, it's not one of her best songs in the world, but I do really enjoy the song. And it's probably one of my favorites from debut. Yeah. So solid six and a half, seven for me. Okay. I'll take that. Do we feel like this fits with the album theme? I do. I don't think that the theme of debut is as well-rounded as a lot of her other albums because, you know, it was her debut album, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, it fits with the album theme. It's an intro country song. Before she started to develop eras and eras representing something. So this is very early in her career where she just wanted to be a country music star. (laughs) Yeah. So I agree. It does fit if it's the country vibe, but as an opener, what would we rate it out of 10? Ooh, what would you rate it? I need a second to think. I don't think it's the strongest opener. Agreed. There's a lot of nostalgia that surrounds it as the opener, but I'd probably rate it like a four or five. I was going to give it a six. mm. And then if we had to pick a different opener, what would we pick? Okay. I I have two answers for this one. Yes. Go. My initial thought was Mary's song. Oh my, 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 because I love that song. Like the music I feel like is Mm -hmm. really pure and good. And then my other answer would be a place in this world. I'm just a girl trying to find a place because I feel like if there were something to encapsulate the album of a debut country singer album, it would be a place in this world. My little asterisk off of that is that that is the most disingenuous song. Are you kidding? Taylor Swift has always known what she wanted to do. <laughs> what do you mean a place in this world? You already know what place you want in this world. But that's so funny. Those, those would be my picks <laughs> if I had to pick one. Interesting. Huh. I didn't expect that. I don't know what I expected you, you to pick, but I, don't, I didn't expect Mary's song. Really? Yeah. I'd probably go teardrops on my guitar. Really? Mm-hmm. He's a reason for the teardrops on my guitar. The only thing that keeps me wishing on a wishing star. I feel like teardrops on my guitar, like I'm literally crying while singing <laughs> a country song. I just I don't know. Could you imagine if you're Drew? or whomever it was, and the album opens with your name. 
Mm. Yeah. And then Taylor turns into what she is. <laughs> yeah, no, I would die. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, that's probably my answer. But I, I find myself not as attached to a lot of the debut songs. I discovered Taylor during Fearless. So I'm going to have some trouble with Fearless. <laughs> that's fair. I discovered Taylor Swift during debut, but I was trying to like eke out of my country stage at that point. We're going to talk yeah. about this in an episode a couple of weeks, but I hear it and I think about being in like early middle school. So right. I have some nostalgia for Tim McGraw and all the songs on the album, but I feel like Before overall we agree that Tim McGraw is solid, but not the best, but what else could she do at the time? Exactly. Next is Fearless from Fearless. Fearless. <laughs> Fearless on its own, I'd probably give like an eight. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would give it a seven. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Actually ranked lower than you. Respect for the fearless. (laughs) I listen, it's a great opener. Like it's, it's a great opener. Yes. But I don't have the nostalgia for it that you do. That's true. And as far as does it fit with the album theme? Yeah, I guess this I mean, is another the namesake one. of the album. Yeah, it's it's what the album was named after. Of course, it fits with the theme of the album. But again, she didn't have a super strong, well-rounded theme exactly. on this one. So mm-hmm. if the song is about being fun and fresh and flirty and fearless, then yeah, you nailed exactly. it. So far, so good. Rate song as an opener for its album. One through 10. Oh, I feel like I, I really want to give it a 10. Really? You're gonna I knew you're gonna react like that. Yes. Oh. I think it's perfect. <laughs> I, oh God. Oh God. So Olivia and I were talking last night and I told her I was like, I only have two songs that are rated as like perfect openers for me. And I bet you can guess what they are, but I wouldn't let her tell or I wouldn't let her guess because I didn't want to tell her. In um, discussion there, because we wanted to have the discussion here. <laughs> exactly. And I would not have guessed fearless because it was not on mine. And I was kind of being self-absorbed about this whole topic, I guess, and not thinking about your experience. But I would give Fearless an eight as an opener. Interesting. It's still pretty good. Yeah, it's still pretty good. It's just a very iconic opener for me. The yeah, especially it's if you listen to the album a ton. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but if I had to change it, if I had to do another song, yeah, what would you rather it be? <laughs> Please don't punch me. Uh, love, story. <laughs> love story. Love story. Yes. I know. I, I knew that. I knew that you were going to react like that. The intro is iconic. You've got that. Yeah. It's got this beautiful like message to it and tone. And I don't know. I, I think it's beautiful. I know that that's such a local answer and that feels really basic, but I just, uh, see, I have like a conflicting relationship with love story. I understand how it's so iconic, but I also think it's so overplayed that I have a hard time with it. So if we're, we're going back to 2009, I can see it. But I also don't know how I feel about it being the first single released will also be number one on the track list. Do you think she would have picked a different single? Um, my retort to that is that's exactly what she did with Tim McGraw. That is true. And part of the reason, and I wish I'd mentioned this when we're talking to McGraw, but I'll say it now, that I think that having Tim McGraw as the opener for debut was so smart is because she was a debut artist and that putting Tim McGraw at the front end made people buy the album and then listen to the album as it just kept playing after listening to the song they wanted to listen to. Since Love Story was such this mega hit, if people hypothetically bought Fearless to listen to Love Story I don't know. She obviously didn't have any problem with sales. She obviously right. didn't need the help because it won <laughs> album of the year. That being said, I am a bitch for love story. So that, that would be my opener. Fearless is a okay, great choice okay. though. That's the yes. only other one that I was like, this is something that I could see happening. Okay. I feel like I would lean toward the way I loved you.
because of the opener of that track itself, I feel like would be a really intense opener <laughs> for lack of other song. words. <laughs> That's my favorite song on Fearless. I don't know if I told you that. I, I almost picked that, but then I'm like, no, this is my bias showing clear as day. But that's the only other one. And I imagine you probably wouldn't change it to another one because Fearless is a perfect 10 for you. I would not change it to the other one. Nope. That does take us into the third album, Speak Now, which opens with mine. Mine. You are the best thing that's ever been mine. Mine on its own. Probably a a six and a half, seven. It's okay. I don't hate it. I get down to it, you know? I'm so glad you said it first. (laughs) <laughs> I like I like mine but yeah it's all right it's okay it's not her best work but if you play it while I'm at a grocery store I will lose my shit yeah I mean I'll lose my shit if any Taylor Swift song plays exactly it's almost like oh my god she's this indie artist how do they know her but she's so undercover you, you made a rebel of a careless man's careful daughter when I was younger I thought that was like oh my god that's so iconic so and deep now I'm older and I'm like, oh man, is it rude to say that that song feels cringy to me or that lyric? Mm. It might be rude yeah. of me. I'm going to get turned yeah. against. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but does it fit with the album theme? Mm. I don't really think so. I don't think so either. Because mine is a fictional song for her. It's like a daydream of the perfect relationship, which honestly feels very fearless. Yeah. So... As the I opener agree. itself, it's probably a four. It's okay. Yeah. So well on the weaker a, side. I'd give it a three, honestly. I mean, yeah. three and four are kind of close in my head because they're pretty low rankings or right. anything regarding <laughs> Taylor Swift. It, it's a good song. Um, it, it's all right. It works, but it's on the it's on the weaker side of the spectrum. Agreed. Hard agree. Yeah. So if you were going to pick another one to make it a strong opener for Speak Now, what would your choice be? Gosh, but this one is very difficult for me. I'm immediately gravitating toward three options, but I don't like any of the three. Um. <laughs> Olivia is telling you all how she feels about Speak Now right now. I love Speak Now, but I don't feel like there's one song that hits the mark on what that album is. If you know? I... If I had to pick, I love Sparks Fly, not even so much as a song, but I think it would be a really stellar opener. Drop everything now. Meet me in the morning. Kiss me on the sidewalk. Take away the pain. Cause I sparks fly. Yeah. In my opinion, I love the story of us. I love the yeah. story of us. The story of us is my favorite song on Speak Now. And really, it is, I'm pretty sure the only reason that Speak Now, the song, could not be the opener, the only reason is because it has not aged well. Although most people hate Speak Now as a song, I love Speak Now as a song. Right. And I feel like it would be cheesy if she opened two albums in a row with their namesake. Plus, she didn't even want to name it Speak Now. She wanted to name it Enchanted. Fun fact. I I love Enchanted. (laughs) That is a fun fact. Tay learning. Um, I I love Enchanted. I thought about that for like half a second and was like, no, Enchanted is such a beautiful song, but it's too much for an opener. It wouldn't be a good opener. So the ones that I lean toward would be Sparks Fly, Speak Now, and Enchanted. Enchanted, no, I don't think it's strong enough. It's a very good middle of the album song, a chance to kind of cool down a little bit from, you know, the story of us, mean, cool down from that. Speak Now is the obvious choice because it's the namesake of the album and it's upbeat enough, but I just don't think it's a strong enough song. And I would have to go Sparks Fly if I had to pick, but I think Sparks Fly is very fearless. So that's where I'm a little reserved on picking Sparks Fly, but 
but I don't know what else I'd pick. Yeah, I mean, I Speak Now why. has my all-time favorite Taylor Swift song on it, but I don't think it should be the opener. Speak Now is hard. <laughs> it's kind of an album that's a little bit all over the place, like sonically, you know, but. Yeah, agreed. Sonically it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wasn't trying to tell like this big narrative, this big story, unlike Red, no. which as we know, yes. opens with State of Grace. State of Grace. State of Grace is a nine for me as far as rating the song. I love State of Grace and no one will take that from me. I'd probably give it a seven or eight-ish. It never hit me hard personally. Honestly, the only reason why I became more open to enjoying it was because of the acoustic version. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I'm going to be so annoying and cheesy right now. State of Grace did not hit me when I was younger. I was 16 when this album came out and it did not. It did not, not do it. It did not do it for me. High school was rough. <laughs> I was not feeling State of Grace about anyone. <laughs> I did not feel State of Grace until the Red re-release. And I was like looking at my boyfriend and I was like, oh my God, I feel this song. I get it. Which I is understand now. <laughs> devastating because of what happens throughout the rest of the album and the rest of the story with this man. But I love State of Grace. See though, while I don't, it's not like I dislike the song. I, I like the song. I enjoy the song. It's not one that I would go out of my way to select to play out of the blue. But I would listen to it if I'm listening to Red. And with that being said, I feel like it does fit the theme. Okay. That was going to be my next question. Yes. I think it fits the theme too, which could be argued because Red is, you know, a really beautiful story being told through song. And it's like the perfect opener to closer. If you listen to the song beginning to end, it's just one giant tale. Can I make but a some guess? People, about what? Is this one of your perfect? It's ratings? one of my perfect. It's one of my perfect. I know you. <laughs> you do know me. You know me so well. Anyway, continue. Um, I'm sorry for interrupting. This is one of, no, you, please. This is the <laughs> entire point. It, to me, it's the perfect opener to closer, like hug. But a lot of people could argue that it's not encapsulating the album because Red is a heartbreak album overall. Exactly. And State of Grace is not a heartbreak song. Not yet. <laughs> but it sets you up for the heartbreak really nicely. I feel like if she led with a heartbreak song, you wouldn't have any context. Yeah. You need to know how damn in love this girl was in yeah. order for any of the songs to hit you the way that they hit you. Exactly. And we'll go into detail about her romances at some point, but the the man who most of these songs are about, I feel like was her first true heartbreak. So I agree. This, this album ended up being be- beautiful, sad, yes. beautiful, tragic, if you will. <laughs> So yes, it's one of my perfect, I give it, I give this a 10 as an opener. I know you're going to disagree with me and I'm going to let you. I don't know if I disagree. Really? Like I, the song on its own, I think it's okay, but I think it's a really good opener. I don't know if it's absolutely perfect because it's not something that I listen to and get really hype about the same way that I get hype about fearless. I'd give it a nine. A solid okay. nine. Okay. If I had to pick another, which is really hard for me because I do rate this as a perfect. Yes. <laughs> I struggle because my initial thought is red. But she already named Fearless after Fearless. Mm-hmm. But my initial thought was red because red tells that story of like loving him was like driving in a new Maserati down a dead end street. And it tells the story of like what you're about to hear through this album is how much I loved him, how much it killed me. And it wasn't like a devastating heartbreak song either. It's still upbeat, still kind of fun themes, but she's definitely heartbroken. 
but it's not depressing. Exactly. So that would be my choice. I know it would be naming another album after a song. I don't care. I like red as an option, but for the sake of us not picking the same thing, I'm going to go holy ground. All right. I mean, it's sonically pretty similar. Exactly. To State of Grace. (laughs) I used to get them confused when I was listening to the album back in 2012, trying to get to know the album. Well, I mean, (laughs) they also both have like vaguely religious, not even vaguely, like fully religious references in the title. And I mean, like Nathan Chapman (laughs) listened to State of Grace and was like, we need another one. Spit it up now. And I'm a little partial to Holy Crown because it's about my my boy Joe Jonas. So, so I had to mention Joe Jonas on every pod. Whenever I have the opportunity, I will talk about the Jonas Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Me, but with Harry Styles, and that day will come. (laughs) Oh man! Following that is Welcome to New York from 1989. Grand opener, 1989. Out of 10. Probably give Welcome to New York a five. Very neutral about it. Okay. I give it a seven. And I give it a seven because I feel like that intro to Welcome to New York, that whole thing sets up the pop that you are about to hear, which was unprecedented in Taylor's career. Are we talking Welcome to New York, the song itself? You're right. You're right if I'm talking mm-hmm. about it as a song itself. Okay, I jumped this the gun This is there. Danny's favorite album, so she gets passionate. <laughs> I do, I get really passionate about it. And so now, you know, I rate it as like, oh God, it's hard to remove that song for me from its place in the album. Like listening to it as just a song, I give it like a six. Yeah, I feel very neutral about it. I don't hate it. I don't love it, but I know all the words. I'll tell you what, no one is as pissed about that song as New York residents. They're like, this is bullshit. (laughs) This is not what Taylor Swift founded New York City. Don't you know? (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe New York didn't exist until 2014. (laughs) But I mean, I, it's, you know, it's happy. It's fun. But if I ever go to New York city and listen, I mean, I've been to New York, but when I'm there, if it's in my headphones and like, for some reason, somebody stopped me and asked me like, Hey, what song are you listening to? I would lie. Yeah. You'd have to. That's embarrassing. How embarrassing. Not that loving Taylor Swift is embarrassing by any means, but listening to welcome to New York on repeat while walking in New York is embarrassing. I mean, do it anyway. I'll do it anyway, but no one can know. You know, yeah, I would, I would absolutely lie about it. I, I just got the ick about myself thinking about me doing that because I'm pretty sure I did that. With all that I being said, I though, did. as a Swifty, that is an experience that needs to be had. But if you, if like you're talking to a local New Yorker, they cannot know. They cannot know. Absolutely not. You have to say something underground. Honestly, just make up a total fake name of a band and a fake song name and be like, you probably haven't heard of them. What, you don't know who they are? (laughs) Yeah, don't tell them that you're listening to Welcome to New York while you're walking through the streets of Manhattan. You'll never recover (laughs) emotionally. Um, So I guess I jumped the gun a little bit and rating it as a six as a song and maybe a seven, maybe an eight as an opener. But as far as how it fits with the album theme, yeah, it went... I feel like it fits with the theme. It fits with the theme. I mean, I guess we're not really doing numbers for this one, but it fits with the theme. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a new chapter to her life. She moved to New York like after Red, or I guess during Red technically, but for this era, she lived in New York and was very excited about the flashiness of the new pop scene because she's moving from Nashville. It's literally, yeah. literally moving from her country to her pop. Is this not one of your tens? Damn. I I knew you were going to guess it because I love 1989 as much as I do. It's not. My biggest problem was I had a really hard time figuring out what I would replace it with. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're going to guess this. I have two options, two songs. 
and I don't think you'll guess them. So I'm going to go right in with yeah. I know places. And we really? Now, That's my favorite from 1989. I didn't know that. Yeah. But musically, <laughs> musically, it's a C major with a relative minor. And so it comes in kind of crunchy almost a little bit. And mm-hmm. I can understand why that wouldn't be the best opener because C major is a really popular chord to do songs. And I think it's the most popular, but she loves the crunch in there. And yeah. I don't know how popular that would be as an opening song, but I feel like that would really fit the tone of the album. And my other one, I think you could have seen this one coming is out of the woods. Yeah, I'm not surprised about that one. It Produced by Jack Antonoff. It's a bop. Jack Antonoff popped off on that intro. And could you imagine turning on 1989 Gosh. for the first time and hearing that intro? Woof. Yes. Yeah, her singles for 1989 slapped. Beautiful. So what would be what would be your choices or choice? I guess we're supposed to only have one, but I cheated. I feel like Welcome to New York. Like I said, it's not my favorite song in the world. This was a weird time for me because I didn't love the pop. So nostalgically, I'm not attached to the opener. I mean, right off the bat, I did not like the song when I first listened to it. As an opener, I'd probably give it like an eight. It it works, but if I had to change it, I want to say style. Just because of the theme of style, we're never going to go out of style. And Harry style. And, the, dun, 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 and then like fading into, you know, the full song. Yeah. I feel like it would be really good. Agreed. And I mean, style is a really great song. It's a perfect pop song. So yeah, it is. I get it. I get it. Are you ready? Are you for it? Ready for it? <laughs> is this one of your tens? It's one of my tens. <laughs> Ready? Okay. For anyway, it. reel it back. Reel it back. Let's go in order. <laughs> yes. So now we are on Reputation. The lead song is dot dot dot. Ready for it? Question mark. <laughs> I like that you put the dot dot dot. Uh, it's necessary. See. She did it on purpose. She did do that on purpose, and it absolutely bangs. Uh. Are you ready for it? So out of 10, the song by itself, without context for everything else. Seven and a half, eight, somewhere in there. I agree. I really like the song. I do too. I think I like the hook the most though, like the in the middle of the night in my dreams. You should see the things we do, baby. Like that is so beautiful. And there are aspects that I don't necessarily like like I think the bass comes in so strong which is great for an opener less great for a song on its own Mm -hmm. but it does bang and I think it fits the theme of reputation absolutely perfectly (laughs) I mean no notes this is 10 out of 10 for me too so we we agree on this one it's the perfect perfect opener to reputation I mean the really electronic bass just completely different sound for taylor swift it caught everybody off guard when we first listened to that and then before she starts her line she goes and i just love it (laughs) absolutely it's it's perfect this is a 10 for me as an opener Mm -mm. it brings you into this album and i did not like reputation when it came out because i was not ready for that big change in pace jarring it was jarring Jarring is the right word um now that I'm listening back to it I'm like damn she was on her bad she did it and I feel like this song just really captures exactly what reputation is it has this really rough exterior this like badass like no one can talk shit to me I survived 2016 like karma's gonna come for all my haters blah 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 and so the verses are very like intense and she like almost raps through them. And then the chorus hits and it's really, this really lightweight romantic feel, which I feel like is the core of what reputation is. 
because she's so in love with Joe Alwyn. Reputation is misidentified by the general public as a bitter album. Reputation Revenge is a pop. love. <laughs> it's a love album. It was a yeah. love album from the day of conception to now to the rest of forever. Yes. Reputation is a love album. And it's a love album that you're right is wrapped in armor. Yeah. Because she wants to protect like the one true love that she has found because she's been so burned by the media. Exactly. Mm. Literally no, no mm. notes on this song, but <sighs> unfortunately we do have to pick a runner I don't up. Wanna, I didn't even like pre think about this because I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't either. So I just looked at the track list and the only other one that I think could possibly be an opener. And I would hate if it were the opener. Cause I'd hate if anything else was the opener is call it what you want. And that's that's in part because it's a really critically loved song. Fans love it. It's I mean, it's got the lyric, nobody's heard from me for months. I'm doing better than I ever was in it right. in the first like minute of the song. So it's not this big booming, like, welcome to my new chapter of my life. But it does tell you what's been happening. Yeah. So, I feel like though it's a little soft. It is I soft. I feel like she's she's a little more protective. So I would go, I did something bad. With the if a man talks shit, then I owe him nothing. It's like one of her too. tougher songs. And I think she's really defensive of her softy feelings. And I don't think she'd want to lead with her softy feelings. That's probably a fair assessment. But you know what? None of it matters because exactly. it's the perfect opener. If our hand was forced. If our hands were tied, you might say. <laughs> so I'm glad we found some common ground there, but I'm sure we're going to disagree with this next album because this next album is my favorite Taylor Swift album and Danny disagrees. So here we go. <laughs> you know what? I don't disagree that it's your favorite. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> let's rate I Forgot That You Existed, which is the opener to mm-hmm. Lover. Yes. I forgot that you existed. It isn't love, it isn't hate, it's just indifference. As a song. I forgot that you existed. It's probably a solid seven and a half for me. I have the unpopular opinion of having it as like an eight. I know. Nice. A lot of Swifties don't nice. love. I forgot that you I existed. I love this song. It's so fun. Is it isn't love? It isn't hate. It's just indifference. Like what a burn. Olivia knows all of this. Obviously lover came out at a time when I was bitter about love and I hated life <laughs> and I was so depressed. Yes. I leaned into that song <laughs> with my whole like That became chest. your identity. It did. So the, um, it isn't love. It isn't hate. It's just indifference. I still quote to this day. I've said it before. The opposite of love was never hate. It's always been indifference. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because I feel like hate, the rooting cause of it is a sense of love. If you hate somebody genuinely, it's because you have very intense feelings for them that weren't rooted in negativity in the first place. Hate. Hate you can work with if you want to get to love. Indifference, there's nothing you can do with indifference. Nope. And that is such a powerful statement to me. I love this song. It's fun. It's bright. I give it an eight as a song. Yes. Okay, cool. Does it fit the theme? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. The like sonically, it does. Like the, if you don't listen to the lyrics, yeah, you don't listen to the lyrics. It's very fun and very lover called lover. And you open with a song that is about indifference. So what do you give it as an opener? Like a three, maybe a a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like I give it a seven. Really? I want you to defend your stance. So sonically it's perfect I think it's the perfect lightweight carefree and the feeling of a difference is very carefree and I feel like this this song really closes a chapter for her um because when you're still hating your ex you can't really feel all the way 
in love with your current significant other. So I think in a sense, you need to close that door. Um, I'm going to get touch very lightly on this conspiracy theory of the Swifties. So I forgot that you existed is about Calvin Harris, Mm -hmm. who she dated during 1989. And she doesn't have any songs about him because I think that there is a missing album, but we'll get into that in the future. But she doesn't have any songs about Calvin Harris. She needed one. I forgot that you existed. I feel indifferent about you. Like I'm over that. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But Rep had already come out, which is this beautiful love album to Joe. Yeah. So I, I hear you. I, I see so. you. I, I well, Again, I love the song. I mean, I it's not perfect. Song, it's not it. a perfect opener by any means, but I'm not mad at it. I'm not even like, I'm <laughs> not mad at it so much as I am like, what an interesting choice. Right, because like where else would that song really fit on the album then? If she didn't just know. get it over with. I have no so idea. So what do you think is the perfect opener here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I feel so bad because I'm doing this again. The perfect opener for me is Lover. On really? Lover. Lover. It is. I feel like that sets the tone and it's a really loved song. And you're right. She does protect her feelings pretty strongly. So opening the album with that would be bold, but she named the song or the album lover. Like right. we knew I think that we reputation, she guarded her feelings more hardcore because of the, the vibe she was trying to give off with reputation. I think lover, she was a lot more open with her feelings. So I feel like it could have been lover. <laughs> That's my immediate response. And then I said this other one to my roommate, Rebecca. And Rebecca said, Danny, shut up. You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> London boy. <laughs> Exclusively for the, we ride around on my scooter. <laughs> we can go driving in on my scooter. Uh, you know, just run London. <laughs> so because this isn't my favorite album, I did think about what I would change beforehand. And I considered London Boy only if that little talking boy was taken out. The opposite of me. I we can't, can't open with right around on my school. We can't open the whole album on that. See, <laughs> I totally love that because it's shade. It's shade at Scooter Braun. It's her first album. But the song she isn't owns. about Scooter Braun. It doesn't matter. That girl but... loves Easter eggs. <laughs> but I think London Boy would fit really well as the song itself because she lists a bunch of things she loves and she loves a London boy and yada, yada, is, yada. It's funny that I chose this one as like one of my replacement options because London Boy is not even close to the top for me on this album. Right. It's in my bottom half of songs, but oh. I don't. I don't think it would be an inappropriate opener. I want to say I think he knows. Ooh, I love I, I think he knows. I feel like it sounds kind of similar to I forgot that you existed, but it has a more in love theme. I love I think he knows. Whenever it. it comes on, I'm just, I want to dance. It, um, it sounds very 1989 to me. Yeah, I can see that. So I love it, but you're right. It's very happy. It would be a really good choice if for mm-hmm. nothing else than how fun it is. Exactly. We're uh, shifting gears now yeah. to the one on folklore. But it would have been fun if you would have been out of 10 by itself (laughs) Hmm. nine i give it a nine eight okay all right i'll take it i really enjoy that song i love the one it's my second favorite on folklore and it was a moment the first time you've heard that intro yes because we weren't prepared for the the sound change and we're we were expecting pop middle, still. It was the middle of quarantine. You and I had just met like a month prior. Yeah, and we had COVID. 
<laughs> we so we COVID. were literally quarantined listening to Taylor Swift folklore on repeat. <laughs> yeah, God. I, I love this album so much. And Gosh. I do think that the one fits with the theme of the album because the theme of this album almost feels more like just softness and beauty and literally the word folklore encapsulates the album. Yeah. Encapsulates the album. God, I keep trying to say that word and keep messing it up. Yes. I was practicing last night, no shame. And I kept trying to say that word too. And I decided that I could not say that word. So I would not use that word when That's we recorded. That's probably a smart thing to do. <laughs> as an opener, I give it like an 8.59. Yeah. I give it a nine as well. I mean, it's literally called the one and it's track one. I don't know what I'd replace it with. I know what I'd replace it with if I had to, again, I okay, don't want to first. replace it. And you're going to know why invisible string all along there was some invisible string tying you to me <laughs> it's my favorite song of the course album. i don't see that ever changing i love invisible string i feel like having that opening with the guitar would be really magical yeah um kind of just do you want a guitar opening or do you want a piano opening take a pick Taylor exactly I feel like invisible string too is a very light-hearted song and I I kind of feel like it would be wasted as track one I feel like it it cuts up the album really nicely where it is it does yeah in a very heavy album <laughs> yes emotionally <laughs> I'd probably do something basic and say cardigan. I felt like I was an old cardigan under someone's bed. You put me on and said I was your favorite. I mean, cardigan is one of her best songs of all time, probably. Mm -hmm. And the, the opener to the song itself would be a beautiful start to the album as well. Yeah. Okay. But we don't have to change it. Because it's the one. <laughs> it's the one. The one again. This is wasn't one really of my hard. Perfects, I don't like picking hard. new openers. Me neither. I'm glad that like we're, it. Not, we're not paid to do that. So. Nope. Evermore opens. More Willow. With Willow. Life was a willow and it bent right to your wind. But I come back stronger than a 90s trend. And What's your on its own, Danny? A seven. I want to give it an eight. Okay. It's probably one of my favorites from Evermore. I like I like Willow. I have no qualms with it. I feel like it fits the theme of the album, but again, much like folklore, the theme of this album is more just like a heavy emotional toll. I saw this really good like analogy of folklore and evermore that Gracie Abrams, I guess, said recently, uh-huh. which was folklore is like stabbing the knife into your chest and evermore is like turning it. And Ew. there aren't a whole lot of songs. Ooh. I know, I know. Sorry for the visual y'all. Major <laughs> things four is in my head. Um, but there aren't any points in either album where I feel like she strays from the path of what the point of the album is, which is just an emotional deep cut knife. Yeah. So, yeah. I think Willow encapsulates it's just fine. Oh, I said it. What would we rate it as the opener itself? Mm. Maybe six and, and a half. It's okay. Yeah. Mm. Seven. Eight. A little more positive than neutral. Because to me, five is neutral, of course, but like six and a half. Yeah, probably same. It's a good opener. I don't find it mind blowing. But again, I, I feel like if I'm posting that up against the one, it's not fair because the one was a complete musical change. It's yes. not a fair comparison. Well, I know what I would want to switch it to. All right. Um, Tis the dance season. So we could call it even. You could call me babe for the weekend. Tis the dance season right this time. Okay. It came out in December. The color of the vinyl itself, uh, if you call it a vinyl, is this dark green. It's very much a winter album to me. So Tis the dance season just... It's that perfectly for me. That's a really good choice. I don't know why I didn't think of that one because I went to Gold Rush. I don't like a gold rush, gold rush. I don't like anticipating my face in red flesh. Interesting. 
that really ominous opening that happens and she says the word folklore in it which I think would be a cool callback you're right I Um, like that (laughs) and I just don't think about gold rush that much because I'm not a big gold rush stan I really like gold rush it's one of those bad but I don't listen when I listened through evermore there were a few that really stood out to me and gold rush was one that stood out to me it's not my favorite on the album we'll get to that later Mm -hmm. but it's (laughs) up there for me yeah willow's okay i'm not mad at it i'm not in love with it i don't think it's perfect by any means also willow is a bit overplayed as well so i don't put it on by myself but i will listen to it if it comes on my shuffle (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. fair enough um well, now we get the difficult job of ranking the openers while comparing and contrasting. And I, I kind of wish that I'd written down the ratings that I'd said out loud because I feel like my answers are going to change now that I'm looking at it just on paper. But the way that you rated them was just how you feel on its own, but comparing them to each other, it could be different and that's fair regardless of your ratings. Okay, fair enough. Because this is a different field where we're, we're examining these songs, you know? You are right. At the 50,000 foot view, I think our number ones are the same. It's ready for it. It's got to be ready for it. Yeah. So give me your ranking because I know from here on out, we're going to be completely different. <laughs> All right. All right. My number two is State of Grace. Mm-hmm. My number three <laughs> is The One. Okay. My number four is Welcome to New York. Okay. My number five is Fearless. <laughs> my number six is Tim McGraw. My seven is Willow. My eight is mine. And my nine is I forgot that you existed. <laughs> All right, Pete. I'm sorry. I hate putting over on the bottom. <laughs> I hate doing it. I'm sorry. I'm just sensitive about it because I feel like in the Swifty community, lover doesn't get the love it deserves. So I'm I fully always agree. out here in the trenches fighting for Lover. <laughs> oh, I fully agree. Lover definitely deserves to be looked at more. And I feel like me kind of ruined that a little bit, but we'll get into that later. Yes. So my number one is ready for it. Cool. My number two is fearless, naturally. All right. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. My number three would probably be the one. Bet. Hold on, I need to I need to keep track of my numbers real quick. Hold on, I will forget the number that I'm on. My number four, State of Grace. Okay, it's a good opener. Um, Welcome to New York. Five. I forgot that you existed. Six. Uh, Willow probably seven. Tim McGraw eight. In mine, nine. Okay, I feel That's like we kind solid. of followed. Yeah, we kind of followed the same ratings that we gave it while we were going through each one. Yeah. Um, I don't think that there is an absolutely egregious opener. I don't think that any of these albums had an opener that I was like, Christ, why did you choose that? Like, no. realistically, for me, if if Lover had been opened with, like, me, for example, I probably would have felt that way. Not just because of my feelings about me, but because I'm like, <laughs> this doesn't capture the album at all. Um, <laughs> and I forgot that you existed is not an egregious opener, just because it's my least favorite of the openers. Not my least favorite it's song of the openers. It's fun and lighthearted, but... and Lover is fun and lighthearted. Exactly. And even mine, like mine is ranked last and I don't think it's a bad opener. It's not blow, it's not blowing anything out of the water, but it's there. It works. Taylor Swift is really, really smart about how she markets her songs and about the order that she puts them in usually. And I feel like her openers are usually very delicately chosen. There is a reason (gasps) that she chooses the openers. What? I just thought of something. What'd you think of? So speak now. The opener is called Mine, and this is her first album that she wrote all the songs by herself. Oh? Was that on purpose? It had to be, right? Oh, she doesn't do anything by accident. Shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) That changes things. That does kind of change things. I mean, that's that's very smart. That's very smart. She's always been very smart. So, makes sense. Kind of wish that the album did that on purpose. Kind of wish that the album ended with ours because that would make a lot more sense. (laughs) But it doesn't. (laughs) It's fine. Good thought. 
all of these yeah. songs are beautiful and are intentional and yeah. she's so smart and her team is so smart and she's been doing this for a very long time so really i have no strong complaints none of them were ones to I me agree. and no. all of them are good songs like all of those songs are you know towards the top of her yeah i mean oh, none of those songs like in my own personal opinion are from my bottom of that album my bottom preferences same so i'm not mad at it not mad at any of it and quite honestly out of just pure nostalgia i couldn't imagine it being anything else for any of these albums same they are built the way that they are built intentionally this has been a lot of fun actually getting yes. to review them um did you have anything else that you wanted to share about the openers? Uh, I, I think we kind of hit everything. I can't believe I didn't think about the mime and her writing that entire album by herself. Me neither. Wow. What an absolute banger. Amazing. Taylor Swift, you are a queen about opening up albums. You are queen of the music industry in general. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Taylor Swift is the music industry. We knew that. We've been knowing that. And her openers just kind of prove that for the most part, because these are all excellent openers and they do tell a story. And that is something she's always mm-hmm. excelled at. She's amazing at the storytelling. So of storytelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in our next episode, we plan to continue the remaining relevant storyline of Taylor's career. We do. And if you listen to last week's episode, you know, the remaining relevance kind of a heavy topic. It's near and dear to Taylor Swift's heart. Mm-hmm. And it's a really vast topic thinking about her anxiety around staying relevant. So next week that kicks off. And what song are we doing? Um, I had the lucky one up next. Okay. We're going to talk yeah. the lucky one next week. And Until then, for Tay Learning, I'm Danny. And I'm Olivia. And we will chat next week. See you then. Hey, Tay listeners, it's Danny here. Head on over to Instagram and follow us there at Tay Learning Podcast, where we will have interactive content and giveaways coming soon.